Fantasy football is back, and you don't want your team to suck. My favorite fantasy football punishment I've ever heard is the last place guy had to spend 24 hours in a waffle house, and every <laughs> waffle he ate was one hour off of his count. I want numbers. How many did he end up eating? 12 waffles in 12 hours. <laughs> I'm Danny Heifetz. I'm Danny Kelly. And I'm Craig Horlbeck. We host the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on the Ringer Podcast Network. To avoid eating 12 waffles in a waffle house, follow the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game and they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more. And enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. We're also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook as well as the Ringer Podcast Network. Hope you're enjoying the new Ringer Gambling Show. Warren Sharp, there three days a week. He's going to be taping with Chris Vernon on Monday. He's got Ben Solak on Wednesday, Joe House on Friday. That is an awesome podcast if you love gambling and if you love football. Let's have the Ringer NFL Show. New lineup this year that includes Mallory Rubin and Nora Princiati on Thursdays. So you can uh, check that out as well. And the new Rewatchables is coming on Monday. It was the 10th anniversary of a movie that is in the running for best sports movie of the 21st century. It's called Warrior. It did not do well when it came out. It has become the classic definition of a rewatchable. Me and Ryan Rosilla talked about it and, uh, it's a really, really good one. So check that out on Monday Night Warrior, a movie that we should have done even sooner than uh, in the 200s on the rewatchable. So that's on the Ringer Podcast Network. Coming up, the cuz and I are going to break down week one, and then we're going to invite our cousin, Jimmy Kimmel, on to talk about his new 86 Mets documentary that did, did with Sal, as well as uh, he's going to do Parent Corner with us. So this is action-packed. Let's bring in Pearl Jam. Here we go. All right, Cousin Salas here. We're taping this a little after 8 o'clock on Sunday Night Pacific Time. The Rams are closing out the Bears. Everyone who had a Rams-Niners tease who thought that they were just uh, bringing a suitcase of cash back to their house tonight. The Niners decided to make it really interesting. That was one of those where it was mm. like, 
no, no, wait a second. This is an eight point game and Jared Goff is driving. It was like, what happened? I turned that game off two hours ago. But the Niners covered, the Rams covered. Um, that was such a push off in the Cowboys game. I'm sorry. I'm not over Thursday <laughs> night. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Um, Nine, so that yeah, was that, the easy bet. But the the yeah. the big surprise this week, the underdogs, including the Dallas Cowboys cover, but they didn't win. The underdogs, 11 and four. So we do this. When are we going to figure this out? That week Stupid. one, all the underdogs cover. When are we going to figure this out? When? When? How many years? This is year 15 against the lines. When are we going to figure it out? I blame nephew Kyle. I mean, he should be taking notes during these podcasts. How the hell are we supposed to remember uh, that only that this has happened like every year of our life that the underdogs come out and crash the party? Um, and he should be uh, alerting us to this. But yeah, I know it's crazy. We look teaser, 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 which team is going to win. And uh, But at least you're right. The good teaser uh, came through. Rams and Niners. And uh, West, I want to say, Fandle.com, our West bet, 7-0, and the West teams. <laughs> we, we we made them seven and zero, and the Raiders are going to win tomorrow. We made them add a, a prop that six uh, teams from the West would make the playoffs. We got right. fourteen to one, right? Right. No, fifteen to one. Fifteen six to one the, for six of the eight teams to make the playoffs. Yeah. And then you watch today, and it's like, why can't we go eight for eight? I uh, know. Yeah, I you're don't right. know. We'll we'll see the Raiders tomorrow night, but um, we're gonna do some defend your overreactions and try to cover everything that we saw today. Uh, I'll start. We can go back and forth. We can alternate. Okay. Here's my first big overreaction. I'm going to defend it. Mm -hmm. The Packers should have traded Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> they should have traded him before the draft. You knew that this soap opera was going to be bad. He, he clearly cared more about 19 other things. And mm -hmm. then he came out tonight. They took a big shit. They got killed by New Orleans, a game that was not as close as the score, even though I think the score was 38 to three. Mm -hmm. And all the stuff that happened the last seven months Seemed like it set the tone. So my biggest overreaction is Packers, you had an exit stage right there. I know it would have hurt the cap for a year, but you could have traded Denver. You could have gotten the ninth pick, bunch of other firsts if that, if that rumor was true, whatever. But now this is hanging over you. They have an easy game this week, but what a horrible start. And are, with their offensive line and all this, are we sure this isn't going to go terribly, Sal? I misread the emotion on this game completely. I thought the Saints would be dead. I thought Rodgers would have something to prove. Mm. Um, maybe that something is something somewhere in his man bun. I kept waiting for him to like shake it out, like from the movies, and like that, that, that would turn things around. I think you're right, but they I also think they're okay with this a little bit. I mean, they're making Aaron Rodgers the bad guy, right? Like it, it, it's fine for them if uh not fine for them. Of course, they want to win and the town wants to win and everything. But if they're seven and 10, it's it's all Aaron Rodgers' fault, right? They're like, hey, we we could have moved on. We were all ready to move on. He had one more conversation with Shailene and he was back in our lap. So what are we going to do? But should they have traded him? I guess we'll see. I was hoping Jordan Love would bring them down to 17, like 38, 17 or something. So then there would be a real controversy. But now you just have to take his word on, well, it was one game. There's 16 left, you know? The funniest outcome would be if they just benched him and started Jordan Love in Ooh. week two. And they're like, you know what? You're leaving anyway. It's like the... Uh, That's good. It's the terrible relationship when the couple is already broken up, but they have to stay in the same apartment until next June because they're sharing the rent. And it's just like, at some point, pull the Band-Aid off. Look, this is why we call it Defend Your Overreaction. They're right. playing, they have an easy game this week. They're playing... 
the Lions. The Lions. It's at a home Monday on night, a Monday night. Monday night game, yeah. They're, they're if they lose that game, holy yeah. shit. I, I will say, though, the biggest thing that happened coming out of today, and we don't see this anymore in 2021, you really have to, like, commit a crime or do something horrible. The superstar athlete actually taking shit on Twitter and on social media and just from fans yeah. where they get killed and everybody's like, you know what? This was a soap opera that you single-handedly created. There was stuff strategically leaked out at different points of the offseason just yeah. to benefit you and cause chaos, including during the draft where it's like Aaron Rodgers wants out of here. And you can't say that the chaos and all the other stuff that happened didn't affect them today because they were horrible. I don't know if they were the worst team of the day, but they were in the top three. Yeah, I think they were. I mean, who would have been worse than well, the Jets? Were Atlanta was for a long Atlanta time. was horrible. Oh, don't get me started with. Oh that. my god, I Atlanta I was horrible. Talk about them, yeah. Um, and I'm trying. The Jaguars don't look like they can do anything, and um, we'll get to them in a second because that's yeah. another one of my overreactions. But uh, go, you go with well, your. I biggest don't have over too many, but here's my biggest overreaction: the Bucks are going to have trouble. Um, Making the, I'm, I won't say making the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs because they have an easiest slate, but they're going to have trouble going far in the playoffs. I think that defense looks old. I have an old friend, Tony Romo. We talked about this for 20 minutes. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what? The Cowboys can win this game. And guess what? The Cowboys suck. We're not that good. We're still bad defensively. There were guys wide open all over the place, but the Bucks defense is going to stop them from going um, to any lengths. Even though we saw like the NFC is not very good, maybe. With the Packers, like, I don't know. Packers might have clinched the NFC North losing today like they did. Like, I don't know who's left. <laughs> but but, uh, but, but was, I was going to ask, like, if so if you're yeah. out of the Bucks, what NFC team do you like? Yeah. Well, I like any of these West teams. I, if, if, okay. they, if they can avoid the Rams, the Seahawks, and, you know, I, I thought the Niners, but um, maybe Arizona. They, can they go the full boat without playing any of those teams? I think Tampa's going to have trouble. This was a a borderline overreaction to me. I didn't yeah. I didn't have this as one of mine, but just did we sleep on healthy Kyler Murray because he looked awesome in that Tennessee game. I really do think he was. You need him to be hurt good. You bid twenty three dollars on him. Where where co- quarterbacks in the keeper league? Were, we're going about for I nine or ten dollars. I know. Yeah, I wanted him. Do I wish I had spent twenty three? No. Um, yeah. I guess the NFC team you would probably like the most is the West, but all those teams are going to be beating the crap out of each other, and I, I just think Tampa is in a nice spot in that conference. From what I saw of Carolina, Atlanta today, we will not be hearing from them. Yeah. And then New Orleans, who knows? I, I don't know if that was just I don't know what to stinker. What, what, what do you make out of a quarterback that's, what was he, 14 for 20 with five touchdown passes? I don't think I've yeah. ever seen that with Jameis, you know? But they but also you, didn't, he didn't have to throw much. So. What was interesting about that game and the first half of the Browns game was how in control those offenses were, the Saints and the Browns. Mm-hmm. The Saints... They're putting together 12, 15 play drives and just doing whatever they wanted and then eventually getting the Packers to move people up and beating people deep. And it was kind of a masterpiece. And this was a team was pretty polarizing. I, I think this is probably the most polarizing over under team, the Saints. Yeah. Because yeah, like Francesca came on my pod and was like, this is my lock of the year. I love the Saints. <laughs> Nine, Sean Payton did the whole thing. Other people were like, they're going to suck. Jameis isn't a starting quarterback. But, you know, the truth about the Jameis thing. I don't know if he's as good as he is today, but, yeah, you know, that leads to my second overreaction. Could Jameis win the MVP? Ooh. He's on pace for 80 touchdowns, <laughs> Sal. I don't know, 85 the touchdowns. 85. 85 is an extra game. But I was trying yeah. to think, could we have a weird, if it's not Mahomes and Josh Allen, not sure what to uh, make of that Buffalo team coming at it today, but, like, <laughs> could it just be some crazy quarterback that has a team that gets hot? 
I but guess Stafford today be. hit two fifty yard touchdowns. If he has eighty five touchdowns, I definitely think you're right. I think he needs to be considered. I think <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That <laughs> that was my that was my second overreaction. Okay. Here here is my second overreaction. Yeah, this is a real overreaction. Mm-hmm. Houston is going to win the AFC South. <laughs> I joked about that around. Uh, <laughs> 10:41 a.m. our time when they were the only team that looked like it was worth anything. What if they, what if six and eleven takes the AFC South? Oh, Could they get man. to six wins? You beat the okay. Jags twice, catch the Colts, you know, and then there's some major, major, major Ewing theory potential with yep. this Deshaun Watson thing. I'm sorry, what did they ever win with Deshaun Watson? Where I like, let's write them off. They don't have Deshaun Watson. Blah blah blah. It's well, like, I don't know. Tyrod Taylor looked pretty good today. I have no idea why they were favor or getting three and a half points against that crap Jacksonville team. I thought that was a weird line. He but, might be the most under-respected, decent quarterback Fringe starter, yeah. Tyrod yeah. Taylor, right? Yeah, I agree. Like, you got doctors trying to kill him with needles. I think they tried right. to make him the guinea pig for the first uh, vaccine way back a year ago. But <laughs> And he goes out there and he just lights it up. Like, oh, yeah, they do have cooks on this team. Like, yeah, someone could throw to him. And uh, I don't know. Everyone chalked that up. I still think the Texans are going to be bad. I still like our bet. Or my bet, it was a FanDuel bet. Texans and Lions both under four and a half wins. But I think you're right about the division as a whole. It was such a fixed thing that Tennessee, who had won the division last year and got Julio Jones and got these defensive parts, were still a coin flip to win. I was like, ah, that doesn't seem right. So, yeah, your guess is as good as mine and anybody else's who takes Tennessee. Tennessee looked horrible. Yeah. Like their defense, which they allegedly fixed and made better, looked worse. I think and, we think of like Janoris Jenkins. Oh, they signed Janoris Jenkins. Like, and then you look, he's like, oh, he's like 49th best uh, at the at the right. position according to PFF or whatever it ended up being. And then they got you know the the guy from the the Steelers who had the torn ACL. So, uh, Bud right. Dupree. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So then you have, so you have them. Yeah. Not sure what to make of them. Plus, new mm-hmm. upheaval in the coaching staff. There's already mm-hmm. been some COVID stuff with them. You have the Colts who. I always thought they had an awesome offensive line, but the game today it did not seem that way. Right. I thought they either the Seahawks have a front seven that's way better than we were giving them credit for, or the Colts offensive line not as good, but they just they got their asses kicked by the Seahawks. Yeah. So you think about it like I don't know. We thought the NFC East might be the worst division coming into this. Now it's like to me, it's either the NFC North or the AFC South. Yeah. Because the Vikings also look terrible. The Bears aren't good. Right. Detroit's terrible. And if the Packers aren't that good, there's like a half good, half good team in that division. The NFC East is definitely better than the NFC North. Well, after we, we could do definitely this, say that. Or, or after we do guess the lines or something, we should, there's always a shocking 0-2 team, right? So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure that out. Mm. There might be like three of them um this year, just the way this season uh, rolls well, out. Well, there's also there's a shocking game one result that then seems ridiculous. And we had a couple yeah. today, but one of them is Houston beating Jacksonville and then conceivable like last year we had didn't Jacksonville win in week one and then they, they never won again? And right. So now it's they been a year, since they, a year since they've won. Yeah. Right. So and this, this could is be Trevor Houston Lawrence's, winning one and that's it. Yeah, that's true. That could be it. I mean, that's likely. But Trevor Lawrence, this is his first loss in a regular season game ever, like starting with in high school. Do you hear that? Is that right? It's, it's, I think I read that somewhere. It's that's if, Even if it's not right, it's a great stat. I know. I'll say this. I, I, we only watched a little of that Houston-Jacksonville game, but I read up on it after just to see, you know, mm-hmm. if they, like if it was just Houston kicking their ass or whatever. And, and everybody was talking about how sloppy they were. Yeah. Um, they just didn't seem ready for the season, all this stuff. And it made me think like, House and I talked about this a couple of pods ago. These college coaches come in and sometimes they just suck. Like the state, it's Steve Spurrier syndrome where they come in and, College coaches are used to work at nine to five. They have the best 
athletes on the planet and, you know, they can kind of put in some system and just by sheer talent can demolish people. Yeah, every the best NFL. player is on your team. Like, yeah. you're not going to get that. And also just like, just psychologically, you don't have too many bosses when you're the college coach, right? Like, you're yeah. going to have to hear it from a lot of people in the, in the pro ranks in addition to the fans. I told you last week, Urban Meyer, you give me a year and a half, I might take under if I had like decent odds on Ooh, something like that. And I that. think that I think the action's gone up in that. All right, give me another uh, overreaction. Uh, Baker Mayfield is never going to be better than he is right now. Mm, I like I, that one. I just think, I, I don't know what that where that puts him. Does he put that put him at Phil Rivers where, all right, they'll get far. They'll win a game in the playoffs every now and then. Oh, Phil um, Rivers. So you're, he's in Phil Rivers territory. For I, I you. That's know. not good. It's not true because Phil Rivers is a borderline Hall of Famer. Who's less than that? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's an overall Browns thing. Like we know they're not terrible now. They're not going to go four and thirteen in the next few years or anything like Could that. Could it be Andy Dalton? Yeah, but uh, right. Andy, but, uh, Andy Dalton on the Bengals, where it was just like, okay, you can make the playoffs. Right in there, like a Schaub thing. What was it, Matt Schaub? Like kind of Matt thing. Schaub. Like, right in there, I think. Like he's the shakies. He should host the Shakey's Bowl, even though that division is good and they wanted they would get a better seed or something. But I don't I don't see it. I don't see him winning big games. And I know the Chiefs are world beaters and that's a hard place to win. But um, I think this is it. They're stuck in this tough division and Baker can only do so much, no matter how good he looks in the beginning, throwing the guys we've never heard of, Schwartz and doing that without Odell. I just think this is the best we're getting from Baker. And like he's got the contract coming up, right? So I, I would think like most AFC North fans would want the Browns to re-sign Baker. It seems like there's enough serviceable starting quarterbacks at this point. Mm -hmm. You know, you saw this year, Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Tyrod Taylor. These are three guys who are kind of available for people. And I guess my question, if I'm Cleveland, is if you just end every year, there's three or four of those guys. Could would you just rather take take a flyer on one of those guys over paying somebody one hundred and ten million dollars? Yeah, plus new guys coming in from college, right? Four yeah. percent, right? Better than those guys, you know. Yeah. So I, that would be that would be my fear. I thought that was the the worst loss of the day, just for a team that's got to be kicking themselves was the Patriots because I just thought they were better and they just shot themselves in the foot, and dumb penalties and. Dumb turnovers and dumb over penalties. And over again. The dumbest penalty went in your favor. Wow. Well, that, 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 that right. Lunging at we, someone's we leg. Penalties. You, you have to figure out where someone's plant leg is. That was crazy. Wow. Well, you know, know the rules. You're uh, happy with Mac Jones, though, right? I'm very happy with Mac Jones. But that was like one of those <laughs> games where it's like, man, I can't believe we blew that. But the Browns was the other one. They would, you know, they, yeah. for three quarters, they were where they needed to be. Mahomes did Mahomes shit and had mm -hmm. the 75 yard touchdown. He just is able to pull out of his ass. He's so great. But yep. the bottom line is it was like the playoffs last year. If the Browns put together a drive, they win the game. Fourth quarter, under 10 minutes left, like get some first downs. They couldn't do it. And then they mm -hmm. get the ball back again with a chance to win and he throws it away. So it's a weird I, thing. To me, maybe, it reminded me of last year. Maybe the Chiefs defense is a bad. I mean, everyone focused on that offensive line, which was so miserable in the Super Bowl. And like, oh, they have to replace it. And they seem to do a good job. Replay they did a nice job, right? That yep. defense is still so suspect. There'll be 10 games a, a, a year where you look at it and you're like, oh man, they can give up 50 points. And like, I was like, listen to like a Siasen or someone at halftime. They're like, that's what Stefanski's got to do. He's got to put his foot on the gas. Like, doesn't matter what he does. Like, running Chubb is kind of putting your foot on the gas too. Like, they're, they're giving up everything, like anything. And then they really buckle down in the second half. Or like Baker just doesn't know how to put good teams away. I'm not sure which it is, but I'm starting to lean towards the latter.
See, I was encouraged by the Browns because I thought they were on the same level as the Chiefs. The Chiefs hmm. beat them today. Yeah. But, you know, from a talent standpoint, the moves that they made in the offseason, they had a couple injuries during the game. But for the most part, it just felt like a really close game that either team could have won. Right. So at least they know they belong. But I'm with you. I don't trust Baker Mayfield. I didn't think he was going to come through at the end. Yeah. So I, I think that's a fair reaction. Um, oh, boy, this is a great one. I'm going <laughs> to defend my next overreaction. 2021's biggest fantasy bust, Derrick Henry. Oh, no, I haven't been in two leagues. You haven't? I've been in two <laughs> leagues where you paid lots of money for him. There were a lot of signs. There was the old Aaron Schatz curse of 370 with the running backs two uh, years in a row. Incredible use. No Arthur Smith anymore. Um, you don't like first and goal from the four-inch line? He can't get in twice? That right. Didn't, you didn't more impressed with that? Offensive line is definitely worse. Yeah. They might be, be playing from behind more this year because they're not that good. And mm. when you think about the, I'm going to define the true fantasy bust, like those mm. eight, nine guys every year that go for like 45 bucks or more. Or if you're in a booger eater league, uh, one of your first seven picks, if you're in the, if you're eating boogers and picking by round. Right. But um, I think he's the favorite. I, the Zeke thing, I'm not panicking. I just think that was a game where it's like, you throw the ball to win that game. I think Zeke will be heard from this season. But Derrick Henry, I'd be nervous. All right. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I'd rather be nervous about a dumb fantasy league than uh, Zeke's career being over, for sure. Room for the Cowboys. <laughs> Zeke, yeah. I think Zeke's in shape this year. I always like uh, when professional athletes making $25 million a year. They're like, no, no, he's in shape this year. It's like, oh, great. It's his, literally his only job is to stay in shape. I just want to know, like, does it bother him as much as it bothers me when Tony Pollard's hitting the holes much harder and much faster and much much everything right. better than he, he was doing in pot and uh and and uh hard knocks because it bugs me so i don't know he, he seems to be okay with it any other overreactions um just that i'm gonna jump off a bridge maybe i won't maybe it won't be a bridge maybe it'll just be like a three-story building if um i ever take the the falcons again over or in a game or any can we cross them off the playoff team i know we um we typically wait a few weeks before we cross anyone up but what the hell you, you talk about like not betting unders. Why didn't we bet the unders? We knew that. Why don't we bet the Falcons every year? You and I. I, I mean, I, and and I don't even know how they lost that game. Like, I mean, they never had the ball. We need to come up with a name for something. Whenever you look up at the screen, they never have the ball. Like they're always playing defense. Like, what's a movie where you're like, oh, where's the part where Brad Pitt comes in? Like, I'm trying to think. Maybe our listeners can help us with it. Something like yeah, that. that's but good. Because we came up with the Goodfellas time. thing last year. The yeah, that the was bet good. that looks too easy. You so, nailed that. But it, uh, it, it, it sucked. Like, uh, I'm like, oh, wow, Cordell Patterson's the, kind of their running back here. This is interesting. All of a sudden, the Eagles look fast, and Jalen Hurts is a just a, a top echelon quarterback, and they couldn't stop him. They couldn't. How does that offense not score? The Eagles' defense is average. They have some good position players in the secondary. But, my God, at home and with Arthur Smith, like you said, like, I don't know, maybe he helped Derrick Henry. He's not helping this team right now. I have some Falcons thoughts. I want to take a quick break because we watched the game with Rember Brown, Falcons fan, and I have oh. uh, two stories from that, but we're we'll taking right. a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right? First half of the first game. I don't know. West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. 
You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is supported by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. All right, coming back, Sal mentioned the Falcons. So Rembert Brown came over to watch the game. You know, it's been a big year for Atlanta. They had Trey Young, mm-hmm. who Rem said is Michael Vick level popular when Michael Vick was good on the Falcons. Like that kind of level popular in Atlanta right now, that Hawks run. It's a pro wrestler now. Yeah. Right. And yeah. moving into this Falcon season, all the good karma, the goodwill, everyone's fired up. So he comes over. First two drives, they move down the field, field goal. Then the next drive, first and goal from the two, up, false start, up, holding, Matt Ryan, right, another field goal. And you just kind of knew. And then Philly's running around and, and remember it was just like, this is Groundhog Day. Like this is the same Falcons thing for five years. So we started talking about Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan just gets a little worse every year, but still looks competent. But then there's like those five, six plays where mm. you go, oh yeah, anything Anything where he has to create because something went awry, it goes badly. And, you know, so we're talking, I was like, what stage, what, he's kind of like Sun Shack, I said to Rem. And then we decided that the 10 stages of Shaq could explain any athlete's career. Cause I was like, he's kind of Sun Shack. And Rem's like, no, I don't know. He might be washed Miami Shaq. So the 10 stages of Shaq are rookie Shaq, peak Orlando Shaq, early Laker Shaq, apex Shaq, late Laker Shaq, peak Miami Shaq. Washed Miami Shack, Sun Shack, Cleveland Shack, and Celtic Shack. Mm. And we were saying Shack is the perfect guy to use as the parallel for whatever your aging athlete's career is. I think Matt Ryan right now is Sun Shack. Wow. What do you say? Is there a uh, version of Shaq where he trips over the wires on inside the NBA <laughs> and they play that flip over and over and over? Like, what, what version is that? Because I think Matt I Ryan know, might be approaching that. Inside the NBA Shaq, maybe. Yeah, that's it. But, I mean, Kyle Pitts must be like, what? Kyle Pitts at 31 yards. I bid $31 on Kyle Pitts. He can't have as many yards as I bid dollars on someone like that. I don't were know. You, I just did expected you know so much was, more out of their offense. Were yeah. you expecting Pitts to wear the uh, wide receiver shoulder pads and he no. looked like he was like 180 pounds? Maybe why, nervous. Why do you He's, do that? Yeah. Wouldn't you want to look as mass, you know, get, get the spray tan and everything like you, in professional wrestling, you want to look, I keep bringing right. up professional wrestling, but yeah, you, look, yeah, you, you want to look like a heel, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I thought he was going to be like this Grant Kelsa guy. I mean, I know in right. college he wasn't big either, but I just thought, yeah. um, but anyway, I, I was so bummed out. And then Rem was like, you know, we could have taken Justin Fields. We right. could have taken Mac Jones. Those guys were sitting there and like Pitts is generational tight end. I get it. But, you had this chance. If Fields turns out to be good, that's really going to haunt Atlanta, I think. You know, I, they I could have even moved back a few picks, whatever. I, my point is, I I thought Matt Ryan with some weapons might be enough, but I... I man, did too. And that like, was so, grim. So the other side of it is, as a Cowboys fan, like, 
I hope the Falcons are terrible now, even though I have thousands of dollars on them over wins and to make the mm. playoffs and this and that. Too. I hope they're bad and the, because the flip side is the Eagles are good. And uh, is that possible? I mean, they look so fast. Let's as talk shit. about this. Yeah. Let's talk about this. I asked Ben Solak because he's a Philly guy. He just started working for us. He knows them inside out. And I, I feel like he would be honest about it. And he's like, not sure. There was some gimmick stuff they ran offensively that teams might be able to figure out. I'm with you. I thought they had talent all over the place. Oh, man. They could rush a passer. They had multiple weapons. Watkins, Smith, Goddard was great. Miles Sanders, they kept getting him in space. He was always like going diagonal. Yep. Um, and Rager, this coach, Monty I realized Smith. like the, re yeah. the reason I didn't like the team was just because of that coach's first press conference. Yeah, right. And maybe that was, maybe he just got nervous. Maybe he just blew it. Maybe he had a bad day, but. You know, maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe that's the thing. You throw someone off the scent by pretending you're a, a crazy person or just not into it. You know, like, oh, this guy, uh, this team doesn't, doesn't know. And like behind the scenes, he's like up till five in the morning scheming with the, with good assistant coaches making sense. Well, that was my next overreaction for you is the Eagles are winning the NFC East. Yeah. You could defend this one pretty easily. You could say, look, Nobody is good in this division. The Redskins defense, and this was a case a few people have made, like their defense mm. actually, if you went through the games where their defense was awesome last year, the quarterbacks were really bad. I told you this. Yeah, yeah you did yeah, this. Yeah, they had Hurts, they had Dalton, they had uh, that guy Mullins. You yeah, know? right. Yeah, yeah. So if they're right off, then your team, which is just going to be a, gun, a shootout every game. Right. I don't see your defense really holding the fort. Coaching's okay. a little shaky. But yeah, maybe... I certainly um, did not expect the Eagles to be good this year, but maybe they will be. I mean, it, this is a great coaching job if he does it because they were $33 million they have in dead cap. Right. They're still paying Carson Wentz. So if they're able to crack this formula, this is even better than the Carson Wentz Super Bowl year or the Nick Foles Super Bowl year. Yeah, that's why I didn't feel 100% strongly about that as an overreaction. Well, we'll know this week. But they it's play, worth mentioning. They, they, they play the Niners, so that we'll, we'll know much better this week. I will say this. If you're a Philly fan, you you're, have to be totally fired up because. And Kyle and I we were talking about it. Rembrandt, I think, was still here, but we were talking about um, Hertz just looked like a star. Yeah. And I remember saying last week, I, I was like, I, I just need to see it. I'm not against it, but you know, I can see Minshew in there in Week Six. I don't know what to expect, but let's see it. They're, they spent the whole off season. It just looks smarter. Like, when, when to know when to take off and when, like that kind of thing, is what you you step aside, put it aside from season one, and uh, it looks like he's learned a, a little better with that stuff, but. The uh, stuff at the end of the first faster. half. They passed the eye test, that's for sure. They really did. They end of the first half when it looked like they'd kind of screwed up their chance to get a touchdown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they got the touchdown anyway. It was really impressive. I thought and they uh, never didn't have the ball. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I looked up, we need a so, name for that. When do Gross. you play them? Yeah, we got to come up with a name for that. I'm looking up. Uh, you play them week three, Monday night. Yeah, it's coming up. That'd and that's after one. the Chargers game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't um, get very easy. Yeah, so better than I thought. I'm glad we talked mm. about the Eagles. That was one. The Jameis thing, I, I wasn't surprised that their offense was going to look good. Callaway mm. really didn't do anything after all the preseason talk. And I, you know, um, didn't do that much, but it didn't matter. They had guys all over the place. Arizona and Kyler Murray, we mentioned. The rookie receivers, which usually take... I don't know, eight, nine weeks before those guys kick in. All those guys did something. Chase Smith, was huge Waddle in the Bengals scored, yeah. game. Yeah. Yep. Waddle Chase was, was scary. I got to say, going against Waddle, they kept using him in these quick pass stuff and quick slants. And 
just kind of trying to get him in his space. And he was terrifying. Right. So I will say you have to be a little annoyed. I don't know if we discussed this last week, but this is if Flores blew this game, this is as easy as it's going to get going into Foxborough. You know, you get Mac Jones's first game, his very first game. It's 76 degrees, not 38 degrees. Like, all right, Miami, if you're a real team, you better win this and whatever. They won by one. So I guess it, it counts. I thought their defense, even though they weren't pressuring, they mm. lost their nose tackle. In the first half, they weren't mm-hmm. pressuring Mac kind of as much in the second half, but their deep, their secondary was really good in that game. I thought they kind of blanketed our receivers. They made a couple of big breakup plays. They were really, you know, putting hats on the ball. Got a couple of turnovers. How um, far along with and Damian Harris's bust were you? I know you were like Gary, get me some pa- plaster of Paris. I know you and Kyle were putting together the bust for Canton for Damian Harris. How far along were you before he fumbled that ball? I still love Damian Harris. <laughs> the loss hurt. I'm not going to lie. Getting in. I blame myself because they got first down on the 10 and I started thinking about the cover because I had there the Pats go. minus three and I'm like, we need the touchdown. Right. We didn't need a touchdown. We just needed to run three plays uh, and then kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. Harris though, he had 23 carries for hundred yards. Overall, yeah. He, got he had uh, two receptions as well. I actually think they used him too much. I thought he was, I thought he started a wear down as the game went along. He took a couple big hits. He had one where the guy ripped the helmet off. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, I think they thought Ramondre Stevenson was going to be the Nick Chubb type. I mean, I'm sorry, the Kareem Hunt type who kind of came in, changed the pace, right. could carry them for serious. He came in, he fumbled immediately. He's he got blown up. He got blown up on that, uh, that play that they, when Mac almost blew at his knees that they called the penalty. Yeah. He got blown up on that block. And then we never saw him again. Belichick was like, all right, you're out. They brought in Brandon yeah, Bolden be, at one he point. He might be out, out. I mean, he might be out. Well, yeah, yeah he fumbled. Cut these guys, yep. He, the cardinal mistake, don't fumble if you're a Belichick running back. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I thought I thought Harris was a little worn down, and I don't think he's meant to be a 25-carry game guy. That's a lot of him, carries for a Bill Belichick running back, right? No question. I yeah. thought, for, from a Patriots standpoint, front seven looked great. We have a real problem without Gilmore. They picked on... You know, it's so funny. This guy, Jalen Mills, that the Eagles, they got from the Eagles. And every Eagle fan I know is like, that guy sucks. Mm-hmm. Can't believe Belichick traded for him. He sucks. And then you get him and the Dolphins just went at him the entire game. Right. But one time he made a play, he broke up a touchdown in the end zone. But it was basically the guy was running out of end zone and had to slow down. He tipped it. But um, that's a hole. That's the biggest hole in the team right now is that cornerback spot. Other than that, I thought they looked good. I, I was really psyched with how Mac looked. That t- did you see the wheel route he threw in the I second did. half? I did. Oh my god! I know. I want. I want him to be bad, even though I have money on them too. Like uh, he's just. Uh, they they come through these guys. They all look decent. They all really did look decent. Even like Trey Lance in the little time he was in mm. looked uh, good. And I, I honestly, I know people are like, oh, get Dalton like, out of there and everything. I thought they, you know, Nagy might be fired in like four weeks or something, but. I think he did the right thing. Put Justin Fields in in, in situational spots yeah, that are going to benefit him against this Rams defense, the only team that didn't allow 300 points last year. Like, yeah, don't go too crazy here. They're going to lose the game anyway. I think the Pats can win the division from what I saw from Buffalo today. Wow. Not to right. overreact on the Buffalo thing, but I just don't think their defense is that good. And offensively, I don't know. I, I didn't even feel like the Steelers played that well, did you? It wasn't I don't like know. they were like moving the ball around like crazy. Their defense looked good, but offensively, I didn't think they looked that good. It was and, a strange game. They were moving the ball, but couldn't put points up in the first half, right? So I was like, you know, what did it get to 10 nothing? I was like, if this gets to 13 nothing, it's over. 
But um, I don't know. They held Harris to 45 yards rushing. They Ben didn't have a, a tremendous game. He was still under 200 yards. It was just a, a weird outcome. We knew one of Buffalo or Cleveland might be a little overhyped. Right. Might be Buffalo. Right. I don't know. If you had to bet the AFC East right now, Buffalo, Miami, New England, you would still take Buffalo? I still take Buffalo. Okay. Let's, let's I would take New happens. England. I really would. I think New England. Really? I think they, I was, it was a weirdly impressive 17-16 loss. They had a million dumb penalties and, um, and really untimely turnovers mm-hmm. and still should have won. You well, know. I think I felt the same way about the Cowboys. Like, all right, I, this is a nine and eight team. I had no way right. I thought they were going to win when Brady got the ball with a little more than a minute left. Like, I was like, yeah, this is a loss. He had, he had three passes to waste at the end. He threw them out of bounds. Should have been grounding, by the way. But, uh, so, mm. but I'm like, you know, the, the question is. The third is, one should have been grounding. You're right. Yeah. What do they do? So, uh, but the big question is, are the Giants going to beat Tampa? Is Washington going to beat Tampa? Is Philly going to make, like, I don't, I don't think so, really. So, uh, we, I don't feel like the Cowboys really lost the game on any of those teams. So. What did you think of Tua today? Because I, it felt very gimmicky to me. It was, it was yeah. a very carefully orchestrated game plan where he made decisions very quickly. And anytime we had them in 38, 39, 3rd and 10, I don't know what the stats were, but it felt like we stopped them every time. Yeah, for sure. And anytime he had to audible to a second thing, there was a couple quotes from JC Jackson after the game I was surprised by where they were talking about the pick they got and they were like, yeah, we knew if he doesn't have his first guy, he's throwing it up for grabs, which is His a weird thing to say about tough. a team you're playing again. But you can kind of see why they kept sniffing around Deshaun Watson. They must know that it's a little... He threw a really bad interception, but but I'm going to give your defense credit and I'll, I'll let Tua live to see another week. Also, maybe okay. they added the extra week so we don't have to overreact week one. Like, yeah, take a break from overreacting. You get, you get another 16 weeks. I love after. overreacting. I know, it's great. I know, we can't... How can you not do it? The other wor- worse than I thought, Rams running game looked a little shaky, but we'll know when they play a yeah. real good team how bad that is. Um, and Pittsburgh's O-line. Poor Najee Harris played every snap. Yeah. And yet, every every time he touched the ball, there were nine people on him. Right. Uh, worse than I thought, me at Fantasy Football, because in our keeper league, my only kicker was Quinn Nordine. And he was a, a scratch today. I ended up losing to Connor on the Robert Woods touchdown with two minutes left. Oh, no. Five points. You lost that? Yeah. I lost by five points because I had a zero for my kicker this week. I'm because a, it, it, I am a moron. I, I do the same thing, but, uh, you know, I run this other league, this East Coast league that I've been in for 30 years, 31 years, and I'm like, no pickups until after the first week. That's what we did, and, too. And Badgley, I don't know, he got cut, didn't make the team Wednesday. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, all right. Get a big fat zero there. But anyway, Chargers kicker still missing field goals, so it doesn't really matter. Really hurt. Worst gambling moment was San Francisco. If you had them over eight and a half, eight and a half or higher, which I think oh, was, yeah. where did the line end up? Uh, it ended up, I'll tell you right now. That game was like 38 to 10 mm-hmm. with Jared Goff on the other side. They, and Detroit ended up covering. It was nine and a half. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, the, definitely the worst, uh, pro beat. I would say. Yeah. Detroit ends up covering the underdogs were 11 and four. The unders were the nine Jets and six. The Jets almost covered. Um, that would have been weird. Uh, who else? Yeah. There were no real other Seattle one. Easily. Biggest. Yeah. Biggest injuries. Yeah. It looked like Jerry Judy broke his ankle, but now it's a high sprain, high ankle sprain, they think. Mm-hmm. That was a bummer because he was dominating that game. Right. Pats lost Trent Brown in a quarter, the right mm-hmm. tackle. We'll see what they do there. Mostert got hurt already. Usually waits till week right. four. And then uh, the Jets lost their left tackle, Becton. 
Yeah, that's a bad one. And I think one. he's gone. That that could be he's the, the best worst record on that team. That's yeah. not good. That's not good. I was surprised there were no COVID scratches, right? Yeah, there seriously. Like only my lineman, Zach Martin, was like the only like decent player that that uh that got the cut. Speaking of surprising, Drew Brees' hair seemed like it changed from Thursday night. It's now like a Keanu Reeves speed yeah. kind of kind yeah. of black crew cut. Is he? Is this just going to be a new haircut each week? It's out of control. It's it's chia pet levels now. Like it really, I don't know. You don't know what to expect from him. Our friend Hench had a classic line on what what to expect from Drew Brees. But I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's I don't need any more distractions. It's a Sunday night, right? <laughs> it's like Brees. a Jason Winton playbook. They got to make each him week. Put a Keep on, on your toes. He's got to put uh, on. And then finally, the only other update I have is uh, my dad calling Mac Jones Mac Brown. <laughs> Where we had one today. I don't know if he's going to be able to keep the streak through 17 weeks, but he's like, ah, Mac Brown looked way better in the second half than Mac Jones. I don't know how many times that's going to happen, but uh, yeah. Nice. Um, all right, coming up, we're going to do a little guest alliance. I'm excited. I beat you in week one. Week two is coming up in one second. This episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident, and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home can be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, award-winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. Couldn't work better. I think Simply Safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60-day money-back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two S, simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, guess the lines. We guess the lines every week. I beat you last week. I've beaten you for the last umpteen seasons. And I don't get it. Thursday night, the I mean, Washington you're, you're football cheating. team. I get it. Yeah. Uh -huh. Washington football team playing. Danny Dimes and the New York Giants. We're in year three of Danny Danny Jones just being bad. I think yeah. he has to get rid of the Daniel. I think he has to go Danny Jones now. Something's got to change. Maybe Dan your, Jones. Maybe your father will call him Dan Brown and <laughs> uh, that'll respark his career. <laughs> Dan Jones. We got another Jones. We got Mac. He's in there. Julio D was Jones? great too. What if he's yeah. just D? D E E Jones. D Jones. D Jones. Yeah, maybe that's it. Something's got to change. <laughs> He's just as bad as he's always been. I, I think the stat I saw was he has 30 fumbles and 40 turnovers now. Right. He's fumbled 30 times. He's This is week one of year three, and he's had 40 turnovers total. He just can't keep the ball. And uh, His garbage time numbers aren't even that good. 
They were yeah. losing that whole game, and he was only still 22 for 37 with 267, you know? Like, even Goff fought back to something respectable. That would be funny if they benched him and the, and the coach is like, you know, we looked, even in garbage time, Daniel's terrible. He's yeah, just right. terrible <laughs> in every situation. Uh, they're playing Washington. I didn't know what to do with this. I went a little high. I said Washington by six. Oh. Is that too high? That is high. I said four. It's three and a half. On oh, the board. That's stupid. One for me. Did anyone um, watch football today? Well, and say, did what did Saquon do today that made you feel good? No, Anything? not a thing. Not a thing. No, I don't know how they move the ball. I mean, Shepard caught that touchdown. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. He's like, I think he's the longest tenured giant at um, 18 months or something crazy. No, no he's been there for like three years. So. <laughs> longest yeah. tenured giant. Yeah. He's 25. <laughs> this is a bad game. Congratulations. We figured out how to make Thursday Night Football bad right, right out of the gate. We got spoiled with Tampa and Dallas, but um, I, I don't know what to expect. I will say this, Washington, like everyone, when you touched on it, like everyone leaned on that defense. Like they have a horrible quarterback situation. You don't know what you're getting, like which good month you're getting out of Fitzmagic. And now you end up getting a quarter. Like what, he has a hip injury now. Now you have Taylor Heineke and that team was two and eight without Alex Smith last year. So now great. You have a good defense. How are you going to move the ball? Pretty rough. Did they pass on Mac Jones and Justin Fields? No, they they were no no no. They yeah, were, they couldn't have gotten they made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'll tell you this: if you know any Washington fans, when Heineke came in for Fitzpatrick, none of them were upset. I tried to get House going. Yeah, but we tried no. on the text chain. He didn't care. He didn't flinch. No, that didn't flinch. <laughs> All right. Sunday marquee game. I forgot to mail you my pick, so you didn't even know what I picked for the Sunday marquee. It's game. Right. You cheat anyway. Go ahead. I think it's Dolphins Bills. I think that's the best game on Sunday. So I picked that for Marquee. And I am going with the Dolphins minus one over the Bills. Oh, wow. We get another one. I said Bills by two, and it's Bills by three. All right. That's stupid. Why is that stupid? So you think the the Bills could go 0-2? You think they're, I mean, they obviously could go 0-2, but that wouldn't surprise you? I wouldn't be surprised at all. Hmm. I think the Dolphins could absolutely beat the Bills. I bet this line moves down. I, I bet there's sharp money in the Dolphins. Hmm. And I bet this ends at Bills by one on game time. I don't think we're going to see too many bad Josh Allen games in a row. That's a He thing. is bad. Oof. All right. The Watchables. I think you're right. I mean, I guess that Dallas Chargers is a fun one, but I think you you hit the right one for Marquee. Let's do Dallas Chargers. I had that yeah. one next. Okay. It's in LA. Yeah. There will be 90% Cowboy fans. What do you think? Yeah, I think. What out of 100? 92%? Yes. Yeah. 8% yeah. Chargers fans, 92% Cowboys fans? Yeah, I think so. Because I went to in San Diego a few years ago and it was at like 75. And at least there were fans there, you know? So I, that made me not know what to pick with this line. So I picked Chargers by two and a half. Wow. Nailed it. I went the other way. I considered all the Cowboys jerseys in the crowd. I considered their 0-1, not a lot of leeway, and I thought Cowboys by one and a half. But you're right. Mm. It's Chargers by two and a half. I thought that was a nice Chargers win today. You did? because Yeah, because it was... I thought Herbert was bailed out a little bit. He was, but they, they didn't play well and they pulled it out. And I'm just comparing it to this. That was the kind of game they've lost for the last five years, right? Right. That's the, true. We're not playing that well. Neither is the other team. But then in the last minute, kicker screwed kick, us. 
Right. Something, yeah. yeah, some extra point mishap or some well, turnover. It helps when the guy who's not taking first team reps has to c- come in. You know, I mean, it, right? Like if, if Fitzpatrick yeah, does fair. stay in, maybe they do win that game. I thought their defense looked good. I liked the team camaraderie. It seemed like they liked their coach. Yeah, they were super excited for him when he won Staley. So, uh, yeah, I think that line probably drops to two, but I think it's two, two and a half. I think that's I think that's where it stays most of the week. All right. Better win this game. You, you know, a lot of people have been saying you can't give Mike McCarthy 10 days. <laughs> 10 days. <laughs> Whether it's to prepare for a team or, can or we give pass him a, gas. Can we give him a 10-day contract? <laughs> Good you Lord. You can't give Mike McCarthy 10 days. When for he what? Did for, that, for, for really anything. I mean, how did he get away with attempting that 60-yard field goal? Like, how did Brady not make him pay? Like, he right before the half. Like, he's made so many people pay before. I love these these coaches that approach each field goal situation completely differently without a common sort of plan. Like yeah. even today, the Bears game, the guy went for it on two fourth fourth downs, Nagy, right. and then right. he had a fourth and two when they were behind on the Rams side of the field. He's like, "No, nope, this time we're punting." It's like, what? How do your how's your team even going to know what to do game yeah. to game when you can't make up your mind? Let's see that wheel you're spinning there because uh, <laughs> I think it could get its Ridiculous. own meme. I have this as a watchables Rams Colts. It's it's in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I love watching the Rams. I think the Stafford thing is really fun. I love hearing the announcers talk about Stafford like he was trapped with the worst girlfriend ever for 10 years and right. went out and met somebody on Tinder and now he's like madly in love. Um Colts might not be good. I had this either as Rams 3 or Rams 3 and a half, but I I got conservative. Rams by 3 for me. All right, this is exactly. I said Rams by four. Oh, that's very fair. Okay, I don't know what to make of this Colts team. I I think I need a month to see what's going to be with this Colts team because uh, from the, the Seattle just seemed to be able to do whatever they wanted against them, and and that defense was the only thing that was going to keep them in this division and the hunt for the playoffs. And if that's not the, I mean, maybe Russell Wilson's just great again. So we're still Mr. Great. Se- Mr. September. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I wanted more from the Rams defense against the Bears, especially because I have them on multiple fantasy teams. Right. It was good, not great. I wouldn't call them completely dominant. I actually thought the Bears moved the ball on them a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, got some third downs they should have gotten, stuff like that. I, I was not that impressed. Were you? No, I wasn't. I thought it would be the same way. I mean, Montgomery is better than, I, I guess, any of us remember, right? I know we finished off the season last year yeah. uh, pretty solid. But, um, you know, if you could take some pressure off the quarterback, obviously... The Bears have never had a good quarterback in the last half century. They haven't had an out, uh, any anyone who excelled at the position. So uh, a good running back would help. So, but yeah, the Rams. Uh, I thought there'd be some strip sacks and some turnovers, and I didn't see a lot of it. I don't know who the best defense is this year. Like, if in fantasy, if you could start over and have any defense the rest of the way, who would you pick? It might be the Steelers. Don't forget, like T.J. Watt. Yeah, wasn't wasn't used sparingly. Like you know. Josh Allen, that's a high-power offense, and they shut it down pretty good. Yeah, we always talk after week two because there's a couple fork-in-the-road things. Like Eagles-Falcons is a good example. Yeah. The Eagles might not be good. The Falcons might be horrible. So as you're thinking about week two, you have to think like the two scenarios for what the result was. Bill Steelers, maybe the Steelers' defense is incredible. Right. And that's why the Bills didn't look that good, and the Bills are going to come out and kill the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to expect. Uh, Next watchables. Ironically, the Eagles, they're home. 
playing San Francisco. Yep. I have the 49ers favored by three in Philly. I got this exact two. No line here. Three and a half. 49ers at Philly. One of these two Killing teams is going to be 2-0. Oh. Could this be the like the Philly team that goes 2-0? Oh? Like the one like will be most surprised that they're 2-0 and, oh, and most surprised that the team is 0-2. Oh we're going to have to sort that out after this. Some weird 49ers stuff today. Yeah. They, they scratched Trey Sermon, who was right. a guy he who was dress. going for like 12 to 15 bucks yeah. as the backup running back. He's just out. Mo- Mostert gets hurt. Who is the guy who became the Elijah star? Mitchell? Yeah, uh, the Louisiana running back. Yeah, like so he'll be the yards. big free agent guy unless he's somebody for picks sure. him up late in your draft. Yeah. And yeah. then they uh, they scratched Ayuk, right? Who went for big money. He's just he trying to send a message, and he was yeah. like, "You're sitting today." They don't care about our um, auction drafts. They really don't care these coaches. I think Shannon was bad because Schefter had that thing about how the Niners traded up to three. Partly so the Pats couldn't get Mac Jones, but mm-hmm. then they fell in love with Trey Lance. And right. and then everybody's reading that going, so you love Mac Jones. You could have just had him at 12 right. and saved your other two first-round picks. Instead, you traded up yeah. to take a guy who's not starting for you. What are you guys doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> I continue to think that was misplayed. It might have been misplayed. I think he would just, I think, honestly, he should go the other way. He should just lie to everyone at every press conference. And then when they're like, oh, no, wait, well, you didn't say that. Like, yeah, that's right. I lie about everything. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I'm a liar. Yeah, that's it. Next question. Exactly. He's like Tommy (laughs) Flanagan. You get nothing from me. But they had this guy, Sherfield, too. Didn't he have a, he caught a touchdown. Like, like, oh, man, they could really, between Samuel and and Elijah Mitchell, like now they have, this reminds me of that Niners team that just, plug and play everyone you put in that offense it just um just uh lights up Steelers are home against the Raiders mm-hmm. tough one cuz we haven't seen the Raiders yet um right. i went a little conservative i did Steelers by six and a half at yeah, home against all, Vegas uh, you're going cuz this is three in a row for me now but that, i had six and a half also and it is six and a half they're asking us to tease this sound. I'm not know. biting. Roethlisberger continues to frighten me in, in any tease. I do want to say, uh, people get on us for making teasers, but this is, let's celebrate it a little more. Niners Rams. Just looked at it, did it, then think about it, right? Didn't have well, to worry about that stupid Detroit comeback. Didn't have to worry about third quarter, you know, if the Bears had scored again to make it 24-7, whatever. Teasers are good. Root for a team to win. I did it. So I had I had Niners Rams a million dollar pick. Right. That was the big winner. Good job. In real by life, you. I had that, but I also had them with the Bucks in a seven point tease. Oh, to get to down to two or one and a half? Down right. to like a half. Right. Then you and I talked Thursday and you were saying how you thought the Cowboys could keep it close and mm-hmm. started thinking about it. The line had moved up to nine and a half. So I, I went the other way. I grabbed the Cowboys at like sixteen and a half. So I somehow middled that. So all three teases won. The only reason I'm saying this is I'm guaranteed to lose the tease next week because that never works out when you make no, three giant teases and win all of them. No, yeah. it's a, I'm definitely losing. So no, I, I, don't do I might tease the Steelers just to screw over the Steelers fans. Damn wow. shit. All right. Um, <laughs> last one. Last watchables. Five watchables. And I think these are all watchable. Yeah. I think the Saints have to be in the watchables unless they're playing a bad team. I really loved watching them there. I enjoyed, I enjoyed Jameis. They're in Carolina. I think you missed one, but I, well, let's do this one. This is okay. defi- definitely another watchable in there, but good. Um, they're in Carolina. Yeah. I think the Saints should be favored, and I'm mm-hmm. going to have them favored by one and a half. I said two, and it's three. 
Whoa, you're killing this. Me. I'm doing all right here. Six to two. Saints by three. Uh, I, uh, yeah. The Carolina win was not impressive. It wasn't. They, it was not they, a Sam Darnold revenge game. On the revenge scale, it was like a one and a half out of ten. Right. But he was okay. He was all right. He didn't throw an interception. Boy, what a safety valve. You forget that McCaffrey is just going to get close to 200 yards a game, like on the ground and in the air. Like, that's so... Like, if you're Sam Darnold, you're like, that's the guy I need. Get me on that team. I don't right. even care how many games we win. That's the kind of player I need to push my numbers up, to get my uh, confidence back. And, uh, and, oh, yeah, and put the Jets on the schedule was my first game. But you're right. It wasn't a three touchdown. They, they were they were in it. Zach Wilson could have been the hero, but um, they, they just held on. The Saints, I think, I think that one's real. And it was all the things when you made yeah. the case for it versus against it about how limited they were with Breeze in some respects. Mm -hmm. It's just Jameis is, opens up a lot of stuff Sean Payne could do now. Not yeah. to sound like generic talking head, but it's just like it was way more fun to watch them this year than last year, didn't you think? I think so. And that's why, like, with NBC, when they have Breeze on, it's like, uh, hey, man, you were just made to look foolish by Winston who just threw five touchdown passes. And also, your hair is freaking everyone out. <laughs> Maybe you come back middle of the season when the, the Saints are three and five or something. But you, uh, your yeah. hair is making us think you should be standing behind Sandra Bullock going, stand <laughs> or get off. Right. Yeah. I, right. I know they can't do this on studio shows, but it would have been funny. They don't have any chemistry after they just started, but it'd been like, come on, deep down, it hurts a little, right? right. You might, it would have been nice if Jameis threw one pick. Yeah. The five TDs, and zero picks. <laughs> um, all right. That's it for the watchables. Barely no, watchable. hold on. Well, tennis, Tennessee, Seattle's watchable. You don't think so? From what we saw from Tennessee today, would you put them in the what you'd want to throw them in the watchable well, category? Well, it's watchable because it's really, um, of course, it's not a must win, in that, especially in that division. Right. But if they have to get it together, it's still uh, good fantasy players all over the place. All right, fine. Go ahead. What'd you have it at? I mean, I was off by two points with this one. What do you think? Well, it's in Seattle. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of the 12th man or Mr. Yeah. September, Russell Wilson. I have uh, Seahawks by seven. Oh, so we... Oh, okay, you still get it. All right, so I was off two points. I said three and a half. Dumb, dumb guess. It's five and a half. You're off by one and a half points, so you get it. Uh, you're right. 12th man, even though they were seven and one at home with no fans last year, uh, 12th man is going to make a difference. And so we think the Colts... Uh, I'm sorry, the Titans will be 0-2, huh? Here's a good way to think about this one. Yeah. Every September, we have the overreaction Super Bowl team mm -hmm. that we decide is going to the Super Bowl. Um, it could be the Seahawks. If you look at the way this shakes out, you know, where like somebody's 4 0, and then we go, oh, uh, maybe MVP and right. do the whole thing. But if you look at their schedule right now, so they take care of this game, they'd be 2 0. They're at Minnesota week three. Minnesota sucks. I don't know if you saw them today, but that Zimmer is definitely a first coach fired candidate. Mm. At 49ers week four. They win that game and they're 4-0. That's when it starts. Oh, Seattle. Right. Pete Carroll. Dude, again, heading into Rams Thursday night football week five. That Thursday, oh, Seattle. Eh, who knows? This could be it. Mm. I think that's the team. I think that's the overreaction September smart. this year. That's smart. Well, let's Thank not you. forget, they definitely have one-score games in them. All these, everything you just read is going to be a one-score game in the fourth quarter. They, yeah. just, they just took a break from that today. All right, now we're going to the barely watchables. I have five. 
My team is the first one. They're playing the Jets. I think the Jets just have to be a barely watchable at all times. I got uh it's it, it's in New York mm-hmm. or New Jersey. It's it can't go to ten. <laughs> it can? I have a nine. I have Pats by nine over. Oh the my Jets. God, you're such a homer. You're such a homer. You lost to the Dolphins today. I had four and a half, and it's three and a half. Such a homer. It's two rookie quarterbacks. Calm down. You're on the road. Calm down. Nine. All right. Can I defend myself now? Uh, yeah, please. After your attack? Please. You're going to prison if you don't. The Jets are horrible. They lost <laughs> the best player on the team today. Their left tackle. Yeah. They couldn't block before they lost that guy. They have no blocking at all for their rookie quarterback. And mm-hmm. they're going against Belichick, who loves killing the Jets. And you're probably going to have 20,000 Boston fans there. All right. That's fine. This I, will go to seven. I'm well, going to defend myself. You and I will be throwing in. this in a tease. I'm going to defend myself. You're going to get a call about 440 um, Eastern time. I'm sorry, Pacific time on Sunday from your father. And you say, why the fuck can't Mac Brown beat this Jets team? <laughs> what is Mac Brown say. doing? Why does Mac Brown want to kill our, crush our souls here? And, and why does Damien Woody keep fumbling? <laughs> Damien Woody. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe you're right. I mean, I don't know. Do you think this goes up to seven? Four and a half? Uh, three and a half? I'm putting no the way. Pats. I'm parlaying or teasing the Pats. They're wow. not losing the Jets. They're not going on to. Telling you. Kyle. Turn the cam- turn the overhead camera on. The Patriots are not going 0-2. We need a shocking 0-2 team, though. Do we it's have not it going to be the Patriots. Oh, oh, we're going to have to look at it after we're done here. <sighs> you are Next done. one. Yeah. Browns are home playing the possibly maybe frisky Texans. Mm-hmm. I had the Browns by 8. Yeah, I said 10. It's 12 and a half. 12 and a half. What is going on? I'm way off on these lines. This well, I think they... they they really, they didn't really overreact to week one. And so the Browns are supposed to win, what, 10 games? And Houston's supposed to win four. So I don't know. And they're, half. they're doing power ratings like that. Yeah, but Tyrod Taylor can get some garbage time touchdowns. He could. He could. All right. Way off on that. I won't be off on this one. Broncos at Jacksonville. I was Broncos. off by two and a half. You have a shot. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I had the Broncos by three. Yeah, that's what I said. It's five and a half. Oh, my God. What is happening? The Broncos are down to two receivers. Uh, they're not giving these rookie quarterbacks a lot of credit for winning big or winning at all. Um, cards home for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And from what we saw from the cards today and what we saw from the Vikings today, this cannot be less than five. I'm going to say five and a half. Isn't it weird that this is not a watchable or a, a, a very watchable? Like this should be fun. It's three and a half. I said two and a half. Oh so I God. get that one. Wow. You sure you didn't watch the game? You sure you weren't like a girls' soccer tournament in San Marino Valley or something? I watched all the games. Yeah. And that line is stupid. The Vikings are terrible. Okay. And if Kyler's healthy, they're going to beat the Vikings. Didn't they have a weird game last year? They're home. Yeah. It's not like this game's in Minnesota. You're, are you going to take Minnesota plus three and a half in that I game? I just, I hate Arizona giving points. I hate Minnesota giving points. I hate Arizona giving points ever. Plus Minnesota played overtime. Yeah. Minnesota, their body language was as bad as it gets. That looks mm-hmm. like a team that truly hates each other. 
all yeah. over the place. I did not I did not see any team bonding moments in that game. The Bengals were dying to tie that game. They tied last year, right? Didn't they tie yeah. the, the Eagles? The Bengals last were like, year. let's take a tie. Wait, let's just that Zach Taylor's like, I love ties. Let's tie. Like uh, I have more I want more ties than Johnny Carson. Like get, get me more. This is uh and uh they still blew it. Bucks are home against the Falcons. Mm. Yikes. Um I don't know what to make with this because I think the Falcons, like if we're going back to the overreaction thing, who knows? Maybe they just had a bad game, but I have bucks by eight and a half. I said 10 and a half. It's 12 and a half. Oh, man. I'm terrible. This is the worst I've done in guess Yeah, the this is not good. But listen, we're going to take advantage of these lines because we're going to visit an old friend. What do we have? Uh, three more? Yeah. I'm going to visit an old friend and make some cash here because I know bucks you're 12 and a half. nervous. 12 and a half. Uh, three more. Poop factor. There's only one. Bears, Bengals. It's in Chicago. And I got Bears by two. I went too high there. I think we're going to tie, though, anyway. I said five, and it's three and a half. Mm. All right. Uh, That's tied. a dumb line. Yeah, I mean, I, I won this week. This is just stupid to go. Uh, now we have the... All right, don't get right? cocky. Jesus. I love it. I don't think I'll ever lose again. I can't. I can't imagine. Sunday night. Five. Sunday night, Chiefs at Baltimore. Baltimore loses J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Mm-hmm. They were having the uh, rotating merry-go-round of of uh, available running backs coming in. Le'Veon Bell. Who else came in? Where was LaShawn McCoy? How did he not get an invite? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. All those guys are coming in. I Cam, Newton, Cam Newton would be their best running back. Oh, my God. Right? They should, they should yeah. sign him. I got uh, Chiefs by three. You get this one. Congratulations. I had Thanks. three and a half. It's uh, two and a half. Um, yeah. This is a tough one. I know they're home, Baltimore, but it's a nice spot for Kansas City, I think. I feel like if you're getting the Chiefs three and under for any game this year and they're healthy, you probably take Short that. week for Baltimore? That, yeah. Yeah, not going to be able to run down Chiefs' throat. Probably you know. grabbing that. Uh, last one, Monday night. The D there and Rodgers. Home for the Lions of Detroit. As a man of honor, I'm just going to stick with my pick, even though I now know that they're supercharging all these lines with the mm-hmm. good team against the bad team. I had Packers eight and a half. I'm sure it's high. Why are you going eight and a half? Why don't you go 10 or 11 or 11? And well, I, I would have if I, I'm not going to change my mind. <laughs> all right. I said, I said 10. It's 11 and a half. Yeah. I know well, you're scared about this two-team teaser. It's been working well for us. But let's go. Let's go back in time. Three-teamer? Revisit. I mean, Browns over Texans. Uh, Bucks over Falcons and Packers over Lions. Two I'm of those teams it. are all. Two of those teams are all in one, and the other I'm team's Tom it. Brady. Oh come on! No, what don't you like about it? Who's blo- who's blowing that? Um, you're a sick man. I have six days to convince you of that one. No Falcons, that. Bucks. Those games are always close. I don't know why. Packers, man. Lions. The Packers nah. lost 38 to 3 today. I'm not throwing them they in a 3 can't lose that game. They can't Browns, lose. Texans. I mean, I don't know. I don't trust Baker. I'm not putting him in a three team tease. Uh, you're not doing mine. That. I'm you're not, I might not game. They, they don't lose that game. All right. I just, oh, I, I just need to know Owen, who's 0 2. And we're like, oh my God. And who's 2 and 0. And then we're like, how did that happen? So 0 and 2 candidates, Packers, definitely. Right, that would be number one. Buffalo would be two. Right. Patriots three. Uh, Patriots would be three, probably yes. Unless you want to say Indy or someone like that. 
And then how are they two and zero? Well, the, the I mean, the Browns are expected to win more than ten games, so if they're they're not going to be zero two against Houston, they're not losing Texans. Yeah. The how the hell are they two and zero teams? Texans definitely number one. Mm-hmm. Texans being number two and zero with Jack Easterby getting executive of the year right. buzz would be hilarious. Uh, Eagles Bang- being two and zero would be crazy. Bengals would be fun. Bengals would be fun. Uh, do we have a cross off yet? We got to cross somebody off, right? The Atlanta Falcons do it. No, we're not doing that. Do it and don't look back. We're not well, doing that. Um, Technically, we don't have to cross anyone off yet because there's 16 playoff teams, right? I don't think you or can. Or there are 14 yet. playoff teams. Right. I don't think no, you can. No, we have yet. to cross them up. Oh, no, we, we do? Gotta. Yeah, we got it. There's a technical we don't have to. No, All we right, have so to. The can- well, I mean, here are our options. The Lions, right? Um, Jaguars. The Jaguars. Or the Jets. There's no one really else, is there? I... I think the Jets are a cross-off. I don't see any scenario where they make the playoffs. They're by far the worst team in that division. There is no chance they will be one of the seven best AFC teams. They lost their left tackle today. And if they're smart, they should actually throw away this season. Let me just ask you this. Out of the Lions, Jaguars, Jets, is there one of those divisions? Is the winner going to win 12 games? Definitely. That's the only thing Well, that's why we can't cross off the Lions because like seven and 10 could win the NFC North for all we know. How do we know? Yeah, and we said the same about the AFC South. But and, not the AFC East. The AFC East is not... You're not high yeah. in the East. You're right. Some, someone's winning 10 games at least. All, All right. right. I'm with the Kyle, Jets. Kyle, call the Jets. Tell them yeah. they've been crossed off. This Sean Fennessy, Jim Grady, yeah. my apologies. We've crossed off the Jets. You are our first cross-off. Let me tell you something. This is such, a bad, such a bad omen for you going into that game against the Patriots. You don't ever want to cross them off before your team, right? I'll cross them off twice. How about that? We're not one, listening to the Jets. I'm telling you. My one team's good. of the players listens to this podcast, at least. This is as good a bulletin board material as um, they'll see. Sal, I am telling you right now, the Patriots are good. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not scared off by the game today. It was a stupid loss. Yeah. And they should have won. And I am not scared. Jets, bad news. Bill Simmons thinks you're a nine-point underdog in this game. It's five and a half points off. I love this. Jets, I have a Sharpie. It's black. <laughs> it's indelible ink. Delible ink? I can't remember names. Indelible ink? You know what? You have a heart that's black, too. I don't think I don't think this works. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work with you. All right, we're tied one. Crossing off the Jets. All right, when we come back, our cousin, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. What you use in your personal care routine matters, so upgrade your lineup with Dr. Squatch. They have high-performing natural products with no harmful ingredients. That'll have you looking and smelling your best, like their Wood Barrel Bourbon Bar Soap and Lotion or their Bay Rum Deodorant. They even have some limited edition soaps like their Avengers and Star Wars collections. Those seem like they'd be fun to try. And right now, They have an amazing offer for new customers. Get 20% off your first purchase of any amount or a subscription order by going to drsquatch.com slash Simmons or use the code Simmons at checkout. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I understand that some things you just want to keep private. Maybe it's something you don't want anyone to know or maybe you think it's something minor, so why bother? But if you keep everything bottled up, if you let those emotions sit there and fester, it could be really, really bad from you. Sometimes it depends on what kind of family you're from. Like my dad's family is one of those. They bottle everything up, bottle everything up, and then they all just get mad at each other. Listen, 
Talking things through is more helpful than you think. If you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend some therapy. Think about the things you can get out of therapy. First of all, a sounding board. You can learn better coping skills. You can learn how to set some boundaries. Maybe how to empower yourself a little better day to day. And if you want to give therapy a try, well, I have an answer. BetterHelp. A convenient and flexible way, since it's entirely online right now. It's easy to get started, too. You can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bill Simmons today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bill Simmons. All right. Joining us is uh, me and Sal, our cousin Jimmy. He is one of the executive producers, along with Sal, of a new 30 for 30 that premieres on Monday night called Once Upon a Time in Queens. Two parts, right? When does the second part run? The next night. It, it premieres Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Wednesday. Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday. There you go. Come Four on, times. Simmons. You work for ESPN. You should know these things. <laughs> oh, you know, well, I, I'm not keeping track. I love Can it. I tell you guys something? I actually, I, as I was laying down to sleep last night, I felt badly because I realized when I went up to do a little introduction of the documentary on uh, Friday night when we had our screening, I should have said something about Simmons. I mean, you did come up with the 30 for 30. That's nah, uh, fine. No. He's I got enough. We, you know what you should have said? One of you is like, because Sal's like, you know, there's no Red Sox stuff in these first two parts. You're fine. Then it starts and it's like, we're, we're in game six of the 86 World Series. I'm like, you motherfucker. That's Why'd called you do lying. This to me? I'm your friend. Um, we also said we rigged it. We rigged it so the Red Sox end up winning. We have those, those kind of powers. So you'll be fine. You did like a deep fake? That would have been yeah. great. Yeah. Then, it is funny. Everybody that showed up to that thing, I was like, uh, are you a Mets fan? They're like, uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, almost everyone said Yankees, weirdly. It's very really strange. How long How long were you guys working on this doc and who came up with it and what happened? guy named Nick Davis, uh, who directed the Ted Williams documentary on PBS, contacted us and asked us out of the blue, if we'd be interested in being a part of this. And mm. we said, yeah, I mean, I don't know what you need us for, but he seemed like he needed us. And um, I'm still not sure that he did, but we went around and we pitched it and everybody was interested in it. And uh, we decided that ESPN was the place to do it. And, um, and we did it. And uh, Sal, I mean, it's really Sal and I did very little of the work. We, we gave comments, we helped with edits and, I book some people to be a part of it, but really this is Nick's work. It really is. But I want to say something. We're going to pull the, the, the sheet off of this. So the, the celebrities being attached to documentaries. It's a scam. Sorry, Simmons. I'm blowing you out of the water here. What, did what you do you do? mean? It's a scam. It's a uh, Simmons watches like six rough cuts and he's like, yeah, that looks good. Let's go forward with it. Come on. Perfect. I'm six? signing off. It's got to be lower than six. Let's yeah, guess yeah. the line on this. <laughs> I'm gonna guess four and a half, maybe six rough cuts. Woodstock ninety, Woodstock ninety nine. Oh, Watch. that was at least six cuts. Was six it? cuts. All yeah. Right. Hey, we had to fine tune that one. See, um, you're right on the number there. Sal, your your biggest cuts. job was keeping Lenny Dykstra alive long enough for him to do his interview. Right? <laughs> it really was. Had I had to. Him. I had to ride with him to his interview at a house that we rented because <laughs> the uh, the house that the the, <laughs> the guest house he was living in 
was not suitable uh, at the time. So, and I, yeah, but he ended up being great, right, Jimmy? I mean, he's, oh, he's great. He get a lot yeah. of laughs. You know, it's yeah. funny. You kind of forget about the laughs in the documentary when you're editing it over and yeah. over again. And it was fun mm-hmm. watching it with a group of people because people were definitely laughing through a lot more than I expected through the documentary. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so we had two of the Music Box docs premiering in Toronto this week. And one of them was the Kenny G doc, which has a lot of funny moments in it. And I was dying, I'm dying to sit in a theater just to see what people laugh at versus what I thought they would have laughed at, but they didn't laugh at. Because that's like one of the most fun things of making Mm -hmm. a documentary is you kind of never know what's going to hit. You think, (laughs) you think one joke's going to be hilarious and then you're like the only one laughing and then something else becomes really funny. Did yeah, well, you you, re- you really never know because it's the first time seeing it. So, <laughs> I like this is a good bit. I like this. I like it too. It's good. It's good. You can really settle into this one over the next ten years. It's like J.J. Abrams, the last three seasons of Lost, like he had no idea what was going on. So, He's like, what we killed Sawyer off? What happened? I know we're here to talk about the Mets documentary, but now I'm suddenly far more interested in the Kenny G documentary. Oh, it's it's excellent. What does Kenny did? Was Kenny a part of it? Oh yeah, it's he called was. listening to Kenny G. Yeah. And so, he, so is he, I mean, is it a loving documentary? What kind of, uh, what's loving. the angle? So it got pitched to us by this director named Penny Lane, who I love. Uh-huh. And she's basically like, I'm fascinated by Kenny G. He's one of the most successful artists <laughs> of the last 40 years. There's no right. Kenny G conversation at all. And he's kind of in on the joke. He's become joked about, but he kind of gets it and he's doing great. And I want to spend time with him and try to figure out what's going on here. And she ended up doing this whole doc about jazz criticism and just like what constitutes art versus success. And it's really good. Wow. Yeah. You you'll know, like it. Um, I'm, I, there's one thing that about Kenny G that tickles me and it's, it holds true for Neil Diamond, um, who, who I love is that these guys have multiple Christmas albums, both Jewish and I wonder if, like, I wonder if we're going to get to that point in our culture in the game where people go like, that, you cannot do that anymore. It's like, you're not allowed to do that. Sorry, you're Jewish. You can't do a Christmas album. The G stands for gefilte. I didn't even know that until I looked it up. Yeah, Sal, do you get offended that Kenny G has a Christmas album? I'm okay. I didn't even know he was Jewish. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, why would a Mets fan, like a uh, non-Mets fan like this Mets documentary made? Because it's four parts. It's a commitment. Oh, well, it's, I mean, it's just crazy. It's just complete craziness. I mean, really it has almost nothing to do with the game. It's like <laughs> the, the game is of course, gray in the games and the season and all that stuff. But my wife who has no interest in baseball really whatsoever, uh, really enjoyed it because you've got these, um, I mean, this could just as easily have been shot in a prison. <laughs> right. I mean, instead, the prison yeah. is a, a team plane. And, uh, right, right. and I think they did more damage to the team plane than than the inmates did at Attica. And um, there are so many characters who um, had one thing really in common is they all had a, a lot of swagger and um, and father issues. Yeah. And they are uh, I mean, I don't know that this I really would love to know if anything like this goes on in any sport anymore, because it's just insane. Uh, they're having sex in the middle of the game, not with each other, but um, mm. with some of the fans, some of the more fans they pick out. Fans. Yeah, the, they're all on not all, but almost all on amphetamines. Um, and that's just during the game. After the game, there are drugs. It's New York in the 80s. The music of New York. 
Um, some of the people that are interviewed are not the typical people you might expect to see in a sports documentary, like Oliver Stone and George R. R. Martin and Cindy hmm. Lauper, these people who were there and who it turns out are big Met fans and who Baba were Bay. there when this all was going on. So it's as much about the, the, the happenings in New York City in the mid-80s and... Um, and you forget about that stuff and that kind of Wall Street greed is good era and the late night nightclubs with the cocaine and the craziness and Peter Ubroth, the commissioner of baseball, um, watching these guys like a hawk, but um, a blind hawk, it would seem, because nothing yeah. really ever came of that. And also just the fans like, you know, Keith Hernandez was a bit of a pariah because he admitted to using cocaine. And I remember even, I remember thinking like, Oh God, this uh, Keith Hernandez guy, he's a, he's a bad guy. And, and you see him testifying in front of Congress. And then the next thing you know, he he's playing the next day, he's in Shea and he gets a huge standing ovation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and right. he said, not just right there. It was, it was just like all better right away in New yeah. York in front of these Mets fans. And the craziness, I'm sorry, Sal, I'm dominating this, but Jesus. the idea that you could just all run onto the field and tear it to shreds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and the local New York's, York newscasts and the local commercials and uh, Ralph Kiner and Kiner's Corner at the end of it. It's just so much. There's so many characters. We haven't even gotten, by the way, to the All-Star Mets music video which is available on YouTube if you want to watch oh, it in man. its entirety. What was but it called? It Metstastic? Uh, well, that was a different they had one. Two There's of them. Two yeah. of them. Oh, what was the other one? I didn't see that part yet. What I think they the said other fewer one, than 100 uh, people bought that. Joe Piscopo one. and Mayor Koch and... Um, oh, yeah. God. It's Metsmerized is yeah. the name of the Let's song. Let's Metsmerized. That, yeah. Well, you've never heard worse rapping in your life. I mean, you have not... <laughs> uh, until you've heard George Foster <laughs> laying down some beats... You've not heard rapping. Yeah. I, the only thing I would add is, and I was conscious of that and because we did look at rough cuts, unlike you, but we did. So when we're looking at the rough cuts, I wanted to, I was like, I just want to make sure it's not too highlight heavy, right? Like, yeah, I felt like because exactly what you said, you want the non-fan to appreciate it. So if you have like four minutes of highlights, obviously it was a great team and I won 108 games. You could play highlights for a full two, three hours. It doesn't matter. But I was like, I never got that feeling. It was never like more than a minute of highlights before you went on to the next fight or whatever. I mean, they would fight with other players. They would fight with their own, the, the own teammates and they would fight when they went on the road with people in bars. Like it was crazy, the fighting and, and added to the drugs and everything else. So uh, I thought, I thought it was a well-balanced Nick Davis did a terrific job. With it. I was uh, living in Connecticut during from strawberry coming up all the way through and we didn't you know the red sox games we didn't have like league pass back then so you're just watching any baseball and i hated the yankees so i kind of gravitated toward the mets when i wanted to watch baseball hmm. and when good in the rookie season which is captured in this and then yeah. that second year which i've written about when he was just like fucking mozart you know there's never been anything like it and it was hard not to get attached to them as like the young gun kind of antithesis to the Yankees. Then they bring in the Carter trade was huge. Yeah. All of a sudden it seemed like they actually had a chance to contend, but it was so bizarre when it was like, Oh my God, the Red Sox are going to be in the world series too. And this team, this Mets team that I watched now I have to hate this team, which I did easily, but mm -hmm. it was, it was weird to go against them in the world series. And then of course 
to lose in the most what devastating happened? way Good. possible. Yeah. Like and said. then you had to get Calvin Chiraldi now. Right. Like I have nightmares of Calvin Chiraldi in his mid-20s. Now I have nightmares of him in his 50s. Or There's more Calvin Chiraldi yeah, oh, no. featured prominently. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I only saw the first two parts. Thanks for right. uh, torturing us with that. Um, yeah. All right. There's so Tuesday and Wednesday, and then you can get it on ESPN Plus yeah. as well. Right. And, and also, I learned today, people were asking me, and I actually didn't know the answer to this, whether there's a lot of profanity in the documentary and whether ESPN would be airing that. And apparently the answer is yes, they are airing all the profanity. On ESPN2, they're going to have a, an edited version, should you choose to watch this with your children, yeah. which I don't necessarily wow. recommend. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, it's going to hurt when Dykstra gets bleeped, if you're watching the Yeah, uh, yeah Dykstra's not getting bleeped. Oh, Dexter's Dietrich. the MVP of the duck. He's so good. But He's I don't great. know. Keith Hernandez's cat is pretty solid <laughs> yeah. contender for that title. And it, Mookie, as it goes on, I mean, you can't help but Mookie Wilson is the most likable man in, yeah. in maybe the world. He's I'd forgotten the video when he got hit in the sunglasses. That yeah. was brutal. Yeah, you had that in there. For some reason yeah, there's like paper. spring training footage. There's, there's all this old footage. And as Jimmy said, with the, the fans tearing up the field and I mean, we're especially proud of one shot. I don't know why we're proud. We had nothing to do with it, but following Mookie Wilson after the ball went through Buckner's legs. Sorry, that Simmons. sounds awful. Yeah. I don't. I don't like that. Following at all. him all the way through the dugout into the tunnel, and A then single into shot. The, no one edits. shot. Goodfellas ask into the uh, clubhouse where four or five guys are undressed because they like kind of gave up on the game, and then not that they didn't watch the end, but. They're watching from like TVs in Davy Johnson's office and stuff and didn't want to move because they were superstitious. But it it's it has everything. It really it's does. one of the great camera shots I've ever seen. I wish yeah. I knew who the cameraman was. We wow. wound up getting a lot of local news footage that hadn't been seen before. And right. it is just an unbelievable I mean, it shot perfectly the whole way. And this guy is running behind Mookie, Mookie Wilson and um and you just see everything. It is fantastic. Yeah, I remember we did the Fab Five doc way back. It was like 11 years ago in the timeout game with Chris Webber. Jason Hare, the director, found this video of after the game, those guys walking back in the Superdome mm. to the locker room. But it was a long walk because it was, you know, it was a football stadium. And it's just the camera on those guys as they're realizing what happened. And like Webber is just like yeah. starting to break down during the walk. And it's, you, you, you never know what you're going to find with some of these local cameras or you know, all this other stuff. Um, yeah. Well, I'm excited to watch it, except for really the last part, which I'm probably not going to watch. <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> Does it really still bother terrible. you? Or, oh, or yeah. No, no, you know, no. it's so funny. Somebody asked me that recently. It was like, you know, you won four World Series. Does it bother you? It's like, yeah, it still really bothers me. It's one of the most <laughs> traumatic moments of my life. Yeah. You know 14, the other great thing about strikes. this is it, it forced Yankee fans to root for the Mets which they didn't want to do because the mm. the goal, it was still keep the Red Sox down was the prime focus and, and goal of, of the Yankees because, you know, obviously they hadn't won and the curse of the Bambino, they had to keep that going for as long as they can. So that part of it is great too. Did Jimmy's sports bigamy, did that hurt the documentary at all? How he's like a Dodger fan and a Mets fan, kind of depending on who's in the room. Did that come up or affect the production? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, you, you have to understand, I went through, I'm going to take you through my hero. Uh, by the way, you've forgotten a team, so I'm going to add it in, into the mix here. <laughs> okay. okay. So as a kid, um, growing up in Brooklyn, I was a Mets fan. Okay. Okay. 
We moved to Las Vegas. Now, my dad is a Dodgers fan, has been his whole life. They were in Brooklyn. Even when they moved to L.A., he stuck with them. Moved to Las Vegas in 1978 or 77, rather. There's no Mets games on television. There's no you get the actual scores two days box, later. In the yeah, box scores in the newspaper. Tough. So I start watching the Dodgers with my father and listening to Vince Scully. And I start rooting for the Dodgers. And for many years, I root for the Dodgers. And then the Dodgers let Steve Garvey go mm. to the Padres. Now, oh, I've yeah. been going to minor league games in Vegas, the Las Vegas Stars, for a couple of years now. And all these guys have gone up to play for the Padres. So I've seen these guys, um, Kevin McReynolds, who actually is in this documentary, you know, all these guys, Bip Roberts, all, all these players from the Padres. And I decided since Garvey went to the Padres, I was going to root for the Padres. And I did <laughs> until... I moved back to Los Angeles as a sportscaster and I was covering the Dodgers and I um, took a liking to a player named Mike Piazza. Perhaps you've heard of him. Mm. And guess what the fucking Dodgers did to my other favorite player? Why they sent him away. They sent him to, <laughs> to the, the Marlins Mets. actually. Yeah, you're actually and a Marlins fan. He angrily days. denounced them. <laughs> and, um, and then Mike and I wound up with the Mets. That's right. He's not moving off them now. This is like listening to Elizabeth Taylor list all her marriages. <laughs> <laughs> and then Richard Burton and I got back together again. <laughs> you know, before we get to Parent Corner, the Steve Garvey thing. Yeah. You wrote a piece for Grantland, I think yeah. in our first year, about what an outrage it was that Steve Garvey wasn't in the Hall of Fame. People could That's probably right. find it. I'll Google write the it. same one for The Ringer if you want. I'll write it over. Nine, we will just reprint it. So nine years have passed. Ted Simmons made the Hall of Fame this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ted Simmons, who appeared in one playoff series for uh, the Brewers? Cardinals? In or Cardinals? Wait, I yeah. think he had switched to the Brewers at that point. Anyway, he was in the 82 World Series. Um, but if he's going to make it, Steve Garvey's not going to make it? Steve Garvey was the best first baseman of our childhood. He's not going to be in the Hall of Fame? He he was the MVP. It was it's uh, it, well. Are you trying to get me fired up again? Is that the idea? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to get you fired up. I, I I fear that he's never going to make it. Ted and Simmons I, made it, I, I, and that's crazy. I, how did I mean? How did I that think it's happen? catcher, right? You just need a certain amount. Yeah, of they're trying to like boost the catcher yeah. ranks. It's yeah. fine, but Steve Garvey <laughs> was the best first baseman. The first like, Sim, twenty years Ted of my Simmons, life. If Ted Simmons made it over Piazza, that would be a whole different story. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, no, you're right, Simmons. And I hope you will join me in this mission to get Steve Garvey in, in the Hall of Fame. And then while we're at it, let's get Huey Lewis in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Let's Did that not happen? No, that hasn't happened. No. No. Oh my God. I know. I mean, it's he knows outrage. he knew where the heart of rock and roll is. Yeah. All right. And it's in where the you know, where actually the there is a story is. that they asked Huey Lewis in the news to open the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Huey's manager said, no, thanks. We're not interested. Uh, and maybe there's a grudge now many mm -hmm. years later. I like it. Maybe Garvey had the same offer from Cooperstown. You have no idea. What's behind <laughs> the scenes. Yeah. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by Nissan. The oh, all-new 20, <laughs> all 2022 <laughs> Nissan Pathfinder's Intelligent 4x4 will get you back outdoors. And when you have kids, you're happy to get them outside. Camping, off-roading, fishing. You love fishing. I Any excuse to get out there and enjoy it, return to rugged in the all-new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Our special guest, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Do you want to go no. second? Or do you want to go last? 
Um, can we? Well, I have two kids, two kids stories. So how do you want to do it? Uh, get, let's just go. We'll let you go first. You go. All right. Um, I'm going to start with a story about Jane. Okay. My daughter, she's seven years old. By the way, speaking of Parents Corner, my oldest daughter is getting married this weekend. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Katie. Yeah. So there you go. So this summer, Jane and Billy have a new little cousin. Her name's Etta. She's a baby. Jane is standing over Etta in her stroller. Etta's in the stroller. And a boy about two years older approaches and says, um, and Jane says, this is my cousin, baby Etta. And the boy um, says, uh, if her eyes are closed, you should keep the blanket over her. If they open, you should take it off. And Jane goes, we know that. <laughs> so he walks away and she says to Molly, I don't like the way that boy was talking to me. So Molly tells her to let it go. And then a couple minutes later, she gives the kid some popcorn. And Billy asks if he can give a piece of popcorn to the chipmunk that was near them. And Molly says yes. And the boy comes running in. He goes, you can't do that. Don't give him popcorn. I, I once tried to throw a big rock at that chipmunk and it ran away. So um, now that we've got a serial killer on our hands, obviously. But Billy still wants this kid's approval. And he's eating goldfish crackers. And he sees the boys also eating goldfish crackers. And, and Billy goes, goldfish, and points to the boy. And the boy ignores him. And Billy says, goldfish again. And the boy again ignores him. And he says, goldfish again. And the kid again ignores. And Jane goes, he's trying to show you that you're both eating goldfish. And the boy still won't give Billy any attention. And Jane goes, ours are flavor blasted and storms <laughs> off. Wow. That, yeah, I liked how you used Aunt Chippy, your impersonation of Aunt Chippy for Jane. I don't know if this is like well, they are she's the legacy. And I'm, you know, it's been a long day. I'm a little scratchy. So I sound like, but then it, as an aside at the end, Jane turns to Molly and goes, where are those kids, that kid's parents? Wow. <laughs> That sounds like a good commercial for uh, ours are flavor blasted. <laughs> <laughs> flavor blasted goldfish. We're recording on these. All That's right. Funny. Now, um, why don't you guys tell your story? Because I have another one that's much okay. better. And um, um, and right. in fact, it's untoppable. So, um, all right, Sal, you go. I'll go. Uh, well, this Friday, I was with you guys. We're watching a documentary. And I, I, was, I was torn because my... Uh, son plays varsity football archie and he's been doing well and uh so melissa my wife couldn't come with us to the, with me to the screening because one of us has to be there in case he becomes a paraplegic so um we're over i'm at the documentary <laughs> doing a round of god forbid yes so. yeah do, yeah do, god do, make sure not gonna, not an, even amount right. yeah um but anyway, in this game, they end up losing, uh, blowing a two-touchdown lead with five minutes left, and it's one of the worst meltdowns in the in, in the school's history, varsity history. But on that last drive, uh, before they got hot again, Archie, on second and 10, blows by the defensive end and spins around the uh, fullback who's supposed to block him and launches himself into the quarterback in a pretty spectacular sack by a number 56. And it's, it's great. It's a, it's a proud moment. And he kind of, and he like does this like this crazy thing like does like a little uh, Mark Gastineau thing to go mm. along with it and we I have it on tape and I post it on Instagram and uh and it's I, I don't know I was like really proud and it got me thinking like I wonder if this is the moment where he can kick my ass like I never <laughs> do you do you know like did it ever occur to you when your son could beat you up if it's happening like Simmons it probably happened to you when 
Ben was 10 and he was ordering explosives on Amazon from <laughs> gift cards that you gave him. Like that was probably when you knew it, right? Um, I think but, about this all the time. My son's really? five nine now and I, I feel like I could beat him, but I do feel like it would take me much longer now and yeah. I'd probably break a couple things. I think I'm close too. I don't know. And I like to, I have a lot of bravado. I wrestled in, in high school. Right. And I you know, I took judo in college and I've been in uh, 30 fights. I know Jimmy was present for probably like 25 of them. Um, 25 you know, in one day I was present. <laughs> for. So I got that on him, but, um, I also just like, just with this intensity and he's, he's bigger than me. And I'm like, I, let, let's put it this way. I'm at least if there's a, someone breaks into the house and I'm a little tired, I might let him take care of it at this point. <laughs> I, I think, so we're, we're getting there. I think that's fair. This reminds me of the game Corolla used to have about, um, when a celebrity crashes Crosses. back to yeah, earth yeah. enough where you're, right. When you're on the ascent, if you're a wannabe celebrity or an about to be celebrity or a budding celebrity, right? When the vortex crosses, where you have a chance, I think yes. he may have formulated that um, that philosophy or whatever you want to call it. When I had a kissing scene with um, um, Mary Jane from Gilligan's Island, yeah. Oh, yeah. That you're right. That's that's what made him happen. Like yeah. whether <laughs> whether you could. Wait, was it Mary Jane? Wait, whether yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you literally, it was Dawn Wells. No, Marianne. Dawn Wells. Yeah. Whether you had an actual chance with Marianne, which would just seem inconceivable yeah. to us when we were six years old. Yeah, yeah, I was like 30 and she was like 60 something. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I, yeah, at that point, I think it could have happened. Yeah. You're not going to believe this, Jimmy, but one time when we were supposed to be writing for your uh, late night show <laughs> in the first year, Corolla, me and Rick Rosner went through like all of the 70s shows to try to figure out which actresses <laughs> Corolla had passed on that vortex where now it would be more of an honor for Did them. Did you come up with them? up with them. No, we had a, we had a bunch of them. <laughs> it was like, he was like, the girl from Welcome Back, Cotter. She would be honored. Julie? Like a lot of stuff. Like yeah, Julie from The Love Boat. Um, <laughs> Julie uh, was from Welcome Back, Hotter. Also, is he talking about one of the classmates or Gabe's wife? No, Gabe's no. The, wife, remember right? that sweat hog? Remember there was that sweat, oh, the yeah. female sweat oh, hog. Yeah. Her name yeah. was Julie. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't know what her name was. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm Go gonna on, do. Uh, I have a I have a tiny parent corner and then the actual parent corner at the Medstock screening. I left mm. Ben alone with our friend Daniel. Oh, this is a good one. Oh and, no, and. Made the mistake of jokingly saying, Daniel, you know, because my son is now, he's dating, he's got a girl he likes. Like, Daniel, you should give Ben some advice about what to do with women. And I went to get them drinks and came back. <laughs> and apparently Daniel had given him some advice. <laughs> and then they wouldn't tell me what it was. And then I had to debate about whether driving home maybe to tell Ben to maybe to pull that out of your memory bank. Whatever well, Daniel said. But it was basically his advice was keep them guessing. Right, oh. Sal? Yeah, well, Ben had a great, great line, though. So it was me, it was you, it was Daniel, and it was uh, Andy, a friend of ours, and, uh, and our lawyer, and his partner. And, yeah. like, everybody had a little something to say. And Ben, at the end, was like, you know what? I think I'm doing all right. I don't need advice from 60-year-old man how to do what yeah. to do with women. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I don't need advice from a bunch of 60-year-olds. <laughs> That didn't stop Daniel from giving him two minutes no, of no, advice. So anyway, that was fun. Yeah. Um, so my daughter, uh, my daughter's driving. Keep him guessing is also Daniel's um, his <laughs> philosophy of work. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> it's true. Uh, all right. Um, so my daughter got her license a couple weeks ago. Oh, wow. Sore wow. subject in the Sal house because uh, nah. my daughter and Sal's son <laughs> both failed their test initially. Uh-huh. But um, I think she's a month older than Archie, so she was yeah. able to pull hers off. So then it's like, you know, they go and they become like basically your Uber driver. You know, if you want a coffee, they'll go out and get you a coffee. Like they're so excited to drive. We all remember what it was like when you drive. You just want to, yeah. yeah, sure, I'll do this. Sure, I'll go. Can I drive? Um, but then you think like, well, there, there'll there be some dumb thing that'll happen at some point. Well, she was going to school on Friday. She left. She was late. She was like 12 minutes late. She rushing out of the house. Comes back in two minutes later and she's like, dad. My car hit something. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what'd you hit? Your car. <laughs> I was parked behind her and she backed up and the camera thing didn't back up and she backed up and we touched bumpers and she, she now has a dent in her bumper because she had, uh, she, she rear-ended my car. I or, like the wording, my car hit something. My yeah. car hit something. My car hit something. But then now she got this from my wife. She blamed me for parking behind her. <laughs> Even though we have a driveway where it's three cars, somebody has to park behind somebody. But it was somehow my fault, which I thought was like, wow, you really are half my wife. Um, so, so it was my fault for parking behind her when I was the last person in. But anyway, so that was. Are you suing her or that. what? I don't know. I don't know if we're going to bring it to the insurance yet or maybe handle it out of pocket, but <laughs> mm. I wish I had been in the car. I could have done the Brady Bunch faking whiplash thing. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was a, you're first... in luck. Here's a free Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'll just get her a Nissan. Yeah. 2022. All right, Sal, you're up. I'm up no, again. No, no I, Jimmy's up. Right? Uh, Jimmy's up. I'm sorry. Jimmy's yeah. up. Okay. <laughs> so I want to preface this by saying young Billy Kimmel, four years old, um, the source of much concern in the United States of America. Everywhere I go, people ask me, how's your son? Um, and the answer is he's completely crazy. And we think he's probably Sal's. <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but he is more like Sal than any human being I've ever met. He does not answer any questions seriously. He's got his hand down his pants at all times. Hmm. Nice. And he's just weird. He's just a weird, <laughs> weird kid. Okay. Yeah. So um, he's in the bathtub and um, he lays down and he wants to let it fully drain while he lays on his back in the, in the bathtub. And um, Molly's in there. My wife's with him. And um, he's just like kind of spread eagle laying in the bathtub. It drains completely. It's empty. He locks eyes with Molly and he says, look at my penis. <laughs> look at my penis a thousand times. <laughs> and then she yells at me like this is my fault. <laughs> and we know it sounds really sad. Right. Fault. It's my fault. <laughs> a thousand times. A thousand times. <laughs> Negotiating. All right. If I can get her to agree to 300. <laughs> the other day he goes, where's mommy? I said, she's in the shower. He goes, oh, good. I'll go watch. <laughs> I think I told you this when, uh, when Ben was four. I think four-year-old boys are among the funniest human beings America oh, can produce. Yeah, It's Once crazy. They, they hit something where they end. It's just basically... 
poop, farts, and dick just yeah. become the go-to for all comedy for them for three years. Non-stop right. penis stuff. I mean, it's just non-stop. <laughs> but he throws some vagina in there every once in a while, too, to, <laughs> you know, just to make it even and mix it up. We're going to have to reboot the man show so he can be employed somewhere. This is not a parent <laughs> corner item, but I did a commercial today with um, um, some kids, you know, yeah, and little girls was asking me like what commercials I've been in, so I find myself like now going over my commercial recipe, a resume with a seven year old, <laughs> and she goes, um, "Well, have you ever done Otesla?" And I said, <laughs> "No." She's like, "Well, I have." It's like, I was like, "What is a?" And it sounds familiar from the, watching cable news, but uh, it's an arthritis commercial. What? <laughs> oh my god. She's like, yeah, I've done a, a Tesla and you haven't. I was like, all right. <laughs> you know, Poops, Farts, and Dicks would be, a, I think, a hit kid show on Netflix. They have it. It's called Captain yeah. Underpants. Um, it goes <laughs> under a different title. but that's What channel is that on? Show. Captain Underpants is on, um, I think it's on Netflix. It's on either Hulu or Netflix. Not aware of Captain Underpants. That uh, sounds yeah. great. Oh, well, first of all, it was a huge selling book series and then was a pretty big oh, movie. Right. Another book. Yeah. Kevin Hart voiced uh, one of the kids in the movie, but it's a really funny show. And, but it's like my mother-in-law hates it because the kids love it. And it's all just, <laughs> you know, it's mm. just all underpants stuff. Yeah. It's on ESPN too. Yeah. Today's parent corner was brought to you by Nissan. The Nissan Pathfinder can tow up to 6,000 pounds. So however you enjoy the outdoors, it's got you covered. Return to rugged in the all new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Available intelligent 4x4. Cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Towing capability varies by configuration. See towing guide and Nissan's owner's manual for proper use. Jimmy, you're working again. You're back. Took the summer off. I am back to work, yes. Did you get competitive at all with the guest hosts? Did you check the ratings? Were you, were you deep down worried that the ratings would hold completely with you not there? I always look at the ratings um, every night. So it's not just because the guest hosts were there. But okay. I mean, listen, the worst case scenario is you take the summer off and um, and the ratings go way up, you know? <laughs> so. Well, didn't that happen with, wasn't that Joan Rivers when Arsenio took over as the guest host when they fired her and his ratings were like immediately better? Yeah, well, they it's like, oh, maybe they should have made a good move. They were definitely better than hers. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think a worst, even worst case scenario is if the ratings went way, way, way down and they said, guess who's not taking the summer off next year? <laughs> right. <laughs> it was good. It was a benefit. Yeah. Why didn't, Sal, why didn't you get to host the show? I'm not in what shape happened? for this. Look at me. No, I you can't. You know what? I never I really thought like about that. I How mean, does Sal no not get to, you just would have fucked no with everybody for an hour. Happen. Nah, I'm not going to yeah, do Sal's it. Sal's been looking for a, uh, a 15th job, so maybe we'll <laughs> do that next summer. <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, I'll co-host with Stephen A. Smith next year. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Yeah. Um, all right. Once upon a once upon a time in Queens, gonna be on ESPN Tuesday, Wednesday, four parts. Nice job, fellas. Welcome Thank to the you. club of people that obsessively look at rough cuts and try to make documentaries better as a producer. I'm glad yes. you embrace the process. Um, and then Sal, do your plugs quick. Listen, extra points podcast, you know, for all your sports gambling needs. I'm also, I'm going to have Kevin Mitchell on uh, against all odds on Tuesday. And Mookie Wilson is on extra points on Wednesday. So did check you know out. Kevin Mitchell was paralyzed yeah. for five years? He was telling yeah. me about it. And now he's, 
Now he's walking. But yeah, I saw him after. I didn't realize what it was, was your five reaction years. When he said that, I, I felt like, like when he told me, I was like, boy, I, I feel like I should have known. I don't know. I felt like bad. Like, shouldn't we have known? He's had it? a crazy, he might be a 30 for 30 in himself, just with his, with where he came from and what he did. MVP well, I don't know if you got too. to this in part four, but I think he was one of the guys that was kind of dressed because he thought they were going to lose and like wasn't wearing a cup when he came up to bat and all that stuff. Buddy Harrelson had to like throw his pants went on. screaming, running into the clubhouse and he thought he was being set up. He's like, oh, they want the rookie to make the final out here. It's <laughs> like as if that's a thing. And, right. Uh, no, he came through though. And Hernandez was in there smoking during him, right? Right. Yeah. 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 When I was really uh, bitter about the stuff. loss for years, I was like, oh, Great fucking leader, Hernandez, having a cigarette <laughs> while his team's trying to come back. What a leader. Oh, my God. He's really George Washington. Boy, that um, poor guy and his dad. I mean, that's that stuff is just crazy stuff, yeah. that overbearing dad. In fact, it's, you know, I was thinking about on the drive home after watching it. Uh, I was thinking about the guy who seemed to have the best relationship with his dad was um, was was Gooden. And his mom shot his dad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Set. Right, you're right, and they seem like the closest. He was at all right. the games. Right. <laughs> Did Lenny Dykstra's dad really come up? I don't remember that big. Not at all. Not. Yeah. I mean, he might have said it, and we couldn't understand. But I, I think no, Lenny's I think dad probably up. fled when Lenny was born. His dad ran screaming out of yeah, the. Yeah, he's hospital. like, I'm out. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> um, all right, Jimmy. Thanks for coming on. Stay yeah, out. thanks for having us. Good job by you. As Good always. job by you, buddy. All right, that's it for the podcast. Don't forget about a new rewatchables Monday night warrior. Me and Ryan Rossello. Thanks to Sal. Thanks to Jimmy Kimmel. Thanks to Kyle Creighton, who produced this podcast and sat on my couch all day watching the Patriots lose. Man, 0-1. Wasn't expecting that. All right, we will see you on Tuesday on this feed. Until then. This episode is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. What you use in your personal care routine matters, so upgrade your lineup with Dr. Squatch. They have high-performing natural products with no harmful ingredients. That'll have you looking and smelling your best, like their wood barrel bourbon bar soap and lotion or their bay rum deodorant. They even have some limited edition soaps like their Avengers and Star Wars collections. Those seem like they'd be fun to try. And right now, they have an amazing offer for new customers. Get 20% off your first purchase of any amount or a subscription order by going to drsquatch.com slash Simmons or use the code Simmons at checkout. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.